So, today is Valentine's Day. And, yeah, 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 today is Valentine's Day. And, um, little, little not so fun fact about Valentine's Day is there's a couple of different things that are circulating, but the, the, the predominant story behind Valentine's Day is this, okay? There was an emperor in Rome named Claudius, and he felt, and wisely so I must add, that single men made better soldiers, okay? So he outlawed marriage, okay? Catholic priest by the name of Valentine said, that ain't right, folks gotta be folks, let young love blossom, right? And so he was marrying folks without the Rome's authority, right? So they killed Valentine, right? That's a short story. Anybody feeling romantic right about now? No? No, it's not a romantic story. No, it's not. So they killed, they killed Valentine, right? Um, and then, because the Catholic Church does what the Catholic Church does, they decided to make him a martyr, celebrate him, and then they plopped the celebration, St. Valentine's Day, on February 14th. And they picked this day because there were some pagans around and they celebrated another holiday of theirs. And so the Catholic Church thought, well, we'll just mix it all together. It'll eventually be easier to get them to come to our side, right? And so that's how St. Valentine's Day came about. Um, February 14th is our designated... February 14th is our designated Valentine's Day because of that. Fast forward 1,500 years, and now you have a day where certain industries like cards and candy and flowers and jewelry, they make, I think I need batteries, they make bank because nothing says love like going broke to prove it, right? You, you know what I'm saying, right, right, right? And so all of these industries get to capitalize and, and they get to say I love you by spending a lot of money buying a lot of stuff. But we have to talk about the essence of love, don't we? And so, why not go to the Bible to talk about that? And in the Bible, in Luke chapter 10, verse 27, in Luke chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus is asked, no, 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 hey, I'm up here, I'm working, I'm working, give me my chance, give me my space. Luke chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus is asked, what is the greatest commandment? And he says, the greatest commandment is to love your God with all your heart and all of your soul and all of your strength and all of your mind, right? He adds all that stuff into it. But I want to share a quote with you by Tim Keller. Tim Keller says, biblically, when you see the word heart in the Bible, you have to understand that the heart is the control center of the entire self. It is the expository of one's core commitments, deepest loves, and most foundational hopes, thank you, that control our feeling, our thinking, and our behavior. So in essence, the heart is the mind, the soul, and the strength. And if you know anything about the number three, the number three represents completeness. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Completeness. 
So when we look at Luke chapter 10, verse 27, it might read a little different now. It might say the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God, your, love the Lord your God with all your heart. And that means with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. Y'all tracking with me right now? And so we can use the word heart and allow that one word to encapsulate the meaning of the three. Mind, body, and spirit. You know, back in the 70s, there was a band named The Doors, and they had a song called Love Me Two Times. Y'all know it? Good song. Huh? But he says, love me two times, and I'm going away. I think Jesus challenges us to love him three times. And that's what the first passage is about. Because you see, in the second passage that I want to share with you, and that's in John 21, after Peter had denied Jesus completely, that's three times, Jesus sat with him after he resurrected. And he asked him three times, do you love me? And Peter responded the first time and he said, yes. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Then Jesus looks at him again, second time, and he says, do you love me? Peter says, come on, Jesus, why are we playing this game? You know I love you. Jesus says, well, feed my sheep. The answer's the same, right? The question's the same, answer's the same, right? So a third time, Peter, Jesus asked Peter again, do you love me? Peter says, yes. Jesus, I love you. You know I love you. And Jesus responds, okay. Then feed my sheep. Now, if we're considering this concept of three and this concept of completion, which is exactly what I'm doing, then I have to look at this passage the same way. And I have to see Jesus looking at Peter and saying, Gee, Peter, do you love me with all your soul? Giving Peter that opportunity to respond. Yes, Jesus, you know I love you with all my soul. Okay, well then, Peter, do you love me with all your strength? Yes, Peter. You know I love you. I mean, yes, Jesus. I'm sorry, I'm all mixed up today. You know I love you. Third time. Peter, do you love me with all your mind? Yes, Jesus. Okay, so now the questions and the answers are complete. Now, go and fulfill the purpose I've laid out for you. See, I told you, I mentioned the song about the doors because obviously he was singing about a love that was incomplete and there was one part of it that was missing and that's why he's going away. But Jesus is saying, love me three times because I'm here to stay. And that's the difference. And so when we talk about love and we talk about wholeness and we talk about completeness, 
I mean, for all of us, we have to look at ourselves, we have to look at what we think when we think about our faith, and we have to think about our measure of faith, and we have to ask ourselves, do we love Him? I mean, because after all, it is the greatest commandment, right? Yeah. Do we love Him with all of our soul? Do we love Him with all of our mind? Do we love them with all of our strength? You know, if I gotta be honest with you, the mind and the, and, and the strength part might be easy, right? I go see a, I go see a, a counselor um, about once a month, because Lord knows we could all use it. And one of the things he asks me every single time, sits across, looks across his desk, and he looks at me and he goes, PJ, how's your soul? <laughs> and the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. How, how, how's your soul? How many of you could answer that question and not, not mix up soul with mind and not mix up soul with body? How's, how's your soul? I gotta think that if there's a deficit in that particular area, that maybe you're not feeling the completeness of love that God has for you. But I also gotta think that's gotta have more to do with you than it has to do with him. And so this Valentine's Day, I want you to think about love. I'm talking about being booed up. <laughs> I ain't talking about going to sleep and listen to some Luther tonight or something like that. Although there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you're into. But I want you to think about when, when, when you lay your head down tonight and, 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 and your thoughts are drifting off and whether you're in love or whether you're not, I really hope that you know that there is someone who loves you completely. Type of love that comes from the Father, from the Son, and the Spirit. The type of love that should be sufficient for your mind, for your body, and your soul. And I understand that we all find our place, our, our, ourselves in a place once in a while where, where we feel a deficit in one or more of those areas. Maybe all three at the same time. But I gotta encourage you. I gotta encourage you to ask yourself, do you love him? In spite of your circumstances, do you love him? In spite of the life that you're living, do you love him? Simply because you know he loves you most. And he loves you best. And if you can answer yes to that, then I gotta say your soul's in a pretty good place, amen? And if you can't, I want you to know that myself and I quite a few people back here behind me are ready and willing and hungry 
to pray for you. Because they love you as brothers and sisters in Christ. Completely. Whether they know you or not. And so I hope this Valentine's Day, you allow yourself to feel loved, to be loved, and to offer love because you are loved. I'm going to pray for us. God, I just thank you so much. I thank you for my brothers and sisters that are here, Lord, that are here to receive a meal. I thank you for the hands of those that prepared that meal and those that are here to serve it. But Lord, I thank you for you. Because we don't need a holiday to understand love. We don't need a, a, a place mark on a calendar to be loving. We can do that every day. Lord, I thank you that in spite of Claudius and St. Valentine and even the doors, uh, you have taught us a love that is greater. A love that is all-consuming. A love that is everlasting. A love that materialized in the sacrifice of your son that offered us an opportunity to live here on earth and to live with you forever in righteousness and holiness, Lord. I pray for each and every one of us that are aligned with that truth and that pursue righteousness. Lord, that we may rest our heads down tonight being grateful for the day that you gave us, hopeful for tomorrow, and grateful for the opportunity to be better than we were today. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And it's the precious name of Jesus. I pray and my brothers and sisters join me in saying amen and amen. Well, thank y'all so very much for your time. I appreciate it. This podcast was recorded live and uncut at our homeless food share events. To learn more about Straight Street, visit our website at straightst.org.